Welcome back. This is your host, Colby Donnell, at Steamroller44 on Twitter, your basketball guru. And with me today, our analyst, Luke Blackwell. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing good, Colby. How's it going? And what's that Twitter at for us? It's me, at underscore Luke Blackwells. Okay, and this is the Broken Backboards Podcast. Today we have a recap. We're going to play buy or sell, cage match, and a few other fun things for you. Okay, first off, our recap done by Luke. Luke, tell us about what happened this last week. Yeah, this was a busy week for the Big 12 for sure. Top five matchup, Baylor coming into Lawrence and putting a smackdown on the Jayhawks. Really made them look like a dominant team there. Uh, Baylor comes out with a win, 67-55. Butler going off for 22 points. Our other ranked matchup this week, Texas Tech at West Virginia. West Virginia was able to defend their house uh, in a close one, 66-54. And then a big one, Texas is going in. They've won two straight games uh, in Oklahoma has lost two straight so we got a lot of movement here in the standings okay and that uh leaves us at we got three two and two teams i believe if i'm correct yes sir oklahoma texas and texas tech are all sitting at two and two in conference and all then we tied have tcu ku and west virginia at three and one and then baylor at four and oh and that's how we're looking this week as we go into our first segment buy or sell yes sir so buy or sell is going to be a way that we're kind of trading stock teams players all around so first thing if you had to buy or sell stock kansas or baylor which one are you buying which one are you selling i gotta say i'm gonna differ with you on this one uh we talked about it beforehand but i'm going kansas i know baylor just pulled out a big win against kansas but you can't underestimate what bill self has been able to do there the last 15 years i think that they're going to really heat up at the end of conference play and make a run going into the tournament so i'm buying all the kansas stock that everyone else is selling right now Well, you can have mine for sure. I'm all in on Baylor. Uh, I think Kansas has kind of proven their their one-dimensionality against uh, Oklahoma. Going into a a tough game uh, without Devon Dotson, Azubuki really had to to pull out and kind of man out that win. Uh, But Baylor, you know, head-to-head is the best indicator you can have of success. Baylor came in with a dominant win. I think people like you are keeping Baylor out of the number one spot, which they rightfully deserve to be this week in the AP poll. They're, they have just a trio of guards, and, and they, they can't be beaten. Listen, I, I, was one of the person, I was the person that said, I think Baylor should be, whoever comes out of that game with the win is the number one seed right now. No doubt in my mind, they should be the number one in the rankings. But I, just, I see everyone already saying, oh, Kansas is out. They're already riding them out. I'm saying that they're going to get stronger as these younger guys on their team develop, and that's going to really help them. They've got two of the best players in the country on their team. Dotson's the leading scorer in the Big 12 right now, and Ozabuke's debatably the best post. It's either him or Toshibwe in the Big 12, and probably in the country. You got to buy low and sell high. I think right now Kansas is on a high and they've hit a peak. They're going down. It's time to sell. Baylor's on an upswing. If your return on investment right now has got to be the Bears. I mean, everyone's selling, though. Everyone right now is selling their stock really cheap on Kansas. So I'm going to buy all that up. All right. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if Kansas can pull something out down the stretch uh, or if Baylor is going to be the, the force that they've already proven to be. Uh, so next one, buy or sell the West Virginia Mountaineers or the Red Raiders out in Lubbock? What do you got on this one? This one, as much as it pains me to say, I got to sell tech. Um, 
two and two in conference play. They've they've played some tough opponents. I think they have an easy week coming up comparatively. Uh, but West Virginia has proven to be dominant both head to head and in their their thorough routing of TCU this last week, um, just beating the brakes off of off of the Horn Frogs. I think West Virginia's on on the climb, and so I got to jump on there. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily selling West Virginia, but I am buying Texas Tech right now. Listen, they're getting three front court players back potentially. Uh, depending on the Joel Nwabe stuff, uh, they've re- requested to get him back out of the, the, the wire after it was denied and um, an appeal on that. And then also Terrence Shannon coming back off of injury and then Tyreek Smith coming off of injury. And that's their rim protection that they've been missing and rebounding. All of those guys bring rebounding. What's Tech's biggest problem? Tech's biggest problem is definitely interior defense and interior offense. They don't have that that force that they've had the last couple of years. So I'm not necessarily saying to sell Tech, uh, but I am buying West Virginia. I think Tech is going to surprise a lot of people, turn it around down the stretch. Uh, but right now, West Virginia is the commodity to have if you're if you're trading Big 12 stock. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's selling low though. So I got to buy up all that stock. All right, uh, and last one: Horn Frogs or Sooners? Which one are you going? This one's going to be a tight race for that fourth, fifth spot in the Big 12. I honestly, I know they dropped two this week, but I'm going to go Oklahoma just because I like what Doolittle, I like the uh, the veteran presence that they have on that team, bringing in the kid from Wichita State, Reeves, just doing some things that I they surprised me. So everyone was a little low on them, so I'm, I'm just going to buy a little bit. I mean, not, not a major buy, but a little bit of stock. Yeah, uh, I, I was low on Oklahoma going into the season. Uh, didn't think that they were going to have the best year, um, but I was high on TCU, and I, I do think that you know, outside of TCU's clear interior defensive problems, just like Texas Tech, leading to their loss against West Virginia, I, I they're shooting the ball great. They're shooting the three great. I think I would go TCU on this one, uh, but it definitely is close. It's a toss-up. Uh, I think we'll revisit this definitely in you know two or three weeks and and see what, how these teams are playing, panning out with a larger sample size. Okay. Uh, next on our list, we're going to our segment, the cage match. All right, cage match. What are we doing this week? Um, basically, explain what the cage match concept is, Luke. All right, so our cage match concept, we're going to put one player uh, from different teams into a cage, no holds barred. Who's going to come out on top? Uh, similar player, similar player styles. Uh, if we were picking someone for our team, who would we pick and why? Now, are we talking potential or better right now? Uh, it could be either. You know, However we go with it, I think better right now is definitely the way that it's going to go this week. Um but there is a lot of room for if you're picking players on your team to pick for that long-term potential. Okay. First up, Azubuke versus Halliburton. And I believe we have a difference of opinion here. We do. Uh, I think Halliburton is the way to go if I was picking a team. Um, that's not to say Azubuke is not a good talent. But I do think Halliburton um, has a lot more... Uh, potential and versatility to give to your team rather than Azubuki, who is quite one-dimensional in my opinion. Okay. There's a difference between the pro game and the college game. Right now, pro game, you need shooting, you need playmaking. Um, At the college level, though, big men dominate. They do. Uh, It's still a part of the game. It's the lack of space with the three-point line being in further. So Azubuki is debatably the best post in the country you can't uh, tat for tat the best player is Azubuke no doubt in my mind about that I'll give you that yeah and that's why I'm choosing Azubuke we're doing a head-to-head matchup who's better we just saw that against Kansas Iowa State 
Uh, we we saw that that Iowa State was not as good of a team as Kansas. I think that's clear. Fair, I think fair that's point. very clear. Um, you know, Azubuki's big thing is his eighty percent from the floor, um, as I like to call it, eighty percent from about a foot away. Um, Halliburton's still shooting fifty percent from the floor, forty percent from three, um, still getting six rebounds, thirty four steals this season. He's more well rounded, and if you're building a team around someone, I don't want to build it around someone who can only shoot from you know 18 inches away from the rim okay but kansas is built around someone who can only shoot that far away from the rim and they're sixth in the country right dotson now. moss okay, abaji gosh just just dotson those two it's basically just them two you gotta admit it's them two out there with some good role players around them but we're getting in we'll get into that later halliburton though straight up against them he tried to get to the rim what happened what did he shoot in that game do you know yeah, I think he was two for nine from the floor. Two for nine from the floor. He's doing that it all. He's doing like it all a on his own. Better player. I don't know. Let's see. Dotson is out when OU plays Kansas. It's four. It's a four point game until eight minutes left. If Azabuki was out, I don't think it would have been that close. I think Kansas could have pulled out without Azabuki. I don't think they can pull it out without Dotson. I mean, they did. They ended up pulling away. So. <sighs> I mean, I'm just saying. Who's more replaceable on that team? Last year, they lost the Big 12 because of losing Azubuke. All right, so uh, we, I went Azubuke, you went Halliburton. Still going Halliburton. We still have one more, or a couple more to go. Ramsey versus Dotson. Ramsey, please. Pro potential, he's significantly better. He has a higher ceiling. Um, being a freshman, his floor isn't really developed yet, um, but he is a leading presence on that team that... They clearly can't win without Jameis Ramsey. They've lost every game is without Jameis Ramsey. Uh, without Devon Dotson, Kansas has still won. I think he's a bigger and more integral part to their game. Kansas is still won versus one of the bottom three teams in the Big 12. Oklahoma's sitting at fifth. Oklahoma's still 2-2. Two and two. You just said that you were out on Oklahoma just a couple second, segments ago. Yeah, it doesn't mean Is that it? they're bad. But it means that you've got Kansas as a better team, and you just admitted that they probably would have pulled out the Big 12 without Azubuke. But everyone knows the engine behind that team is Dotson. What is Ramsey's biggest quality? Probably a scoring, right? Yeah. Dotson's the leading scorer in the Big 12. What is um, probably Ramsey's next best thing? Rebounds, assists. He does a lot more. Dotson has more assists per game than Ramsey. I mean, if you're just talking about the two things that a point guard, the engine of a team has to do to really uh, propel their team to success, Dotson's got to be it right now. Now, if you want to talk floor ceiling with me, I agree that the ceiling is a lot better for Ramsey at the pro level. But right now, head-to-head, I take Dotson any day of the week. I think he's the best point guard in the country. I don't know about best in the country. I think he's in the conversation. I think Jemias Ramsey is getting shorted on the conversation a lot. Um, his three-point shooting, his field goal percentage, rebounds, he's aggressive, he hustles. He has a lot of those those intangibles. And if I was picking a team that wants to make a national championship in two to three years, I'd pick Jameis Ramsey over Devon Dotson 11 times out of 10. Yeah, but the problem is, is one of them might help uh, lead a team into a further playoff run this year, and Ramsey's going to be a pro next year. That's fair. That's fair. I, I think Kansas has the better team this year than Texas Tech. I think that's quite, you Would know. you think that if they didn't have Dotson? If they didn't have Dotson, I think you'd have a lot more games where they're up by four against OU. 
Yeah, it'd be it'd be super close game. See, my problem with your argument a while ago is when I was arguing the Azubuke, you were like, well, they didn't have Dotson. And now I'm arguing for Dotson, and you're like, well, they have Azubuke. They do. I, and, you know, that's the thing. If you're going Azubuke-Halliburton, it's clear that they can win with Azubuke, but it's not as dominant. They're going to be more dominant with Dotson. Now, Halliburton's probably more important to his team than Azubuke, just because there's more talent on Kansas, and outside Iowa State, Halliburton, it's not really much. But if you're talking to best player, you still if you're, you're comparing Azubuke's rim protection, his defense, and his points, and then Ramsey Dotson, you're comparing who, who runs their team better. And Dotson is one of the best game managers in the country. Yeah, Dotson's older. Dotson has exactly. more experience. We're not talking about. We're talking about this year, and when an age doesn't come into factor in this year. This year, I think it's close. I think Dotson edges him a little bit. If you're looking at right now, at this moment in time, if I'm building a team, I'm not taking Dotson. Okay, fair. Let's go. Move on. Bain versus Butler. This I know you. You're a massive Desmond Bain fan. I think if you could buy a jersey right now, you would wear it proudly. Um, but I think. Butler is the better short-term and long-term option for a team and a better head-to-head player than Desmond Bain. Okay, we're talking right now, though. Okay, I want you to pull up your guy's stats, Butler's stats. I, okay. w- I want you. Okay, first off, I want you to go points per game. 16.3. Okay, 16.9 for Bain. Field goal percentage. From the floor, 43.8%. From three, 40.2%. Okay. Bain is 47.4% from three and 44% from uh, or 44% from three and 47.4 from the field. Better at both. Okay, free throws? Free throws, 90%. Okay, we've got 82.4% over here. That's easy. He's worse at that. He's not as good of a free throw shooter. Okay, let's move on to rebounds. Total rebounds. Total rebounds, 37 for Jared Butler. 109 for Desmond Bain. Okay, you want to move on to assist? 38 assists for Jerry Butler. 54 assists for Desmond Bain. You know, and there's one underlying cause here that these numbers aren't saying. Desmond Bain is hands down, he's the Halliburton of his team. He controls 100%. If Butler didn't have uh, Teague, Davion Mitchell, and Vitel, their four guards that run the floor... Okay. Of course he could have Bane numbers. If he didn't, that doesn't make your shooting percentage better. That makes it worse, typically, because you've got more attention on you. Yeah, they're, they're a wash. It's like okay, a so, 1%, 2% difference so you're on shooting saying, percentage. Okay. He, no, there's a, rebounding doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's on the floor. Rebounding is always a consistent stat. Your rebounding doesn't go up based off of who you're playing with, unless you're playing with a dominant big who takes away a ton of rebounds. Both of them have good bigs. By them. Gillespie and Samuel are both good rebounding bigs. So that washes out who who that you can compare across the board. Who's better? Now, Butler has the ball in his hands more, yet his assist numbers are lower and his turnovers. What's his turnovers? Total turnovers for this season is 32. 32 for Bain with more assists. So they have the same amount of assists, but my guy has over 20 more, or he has 20 more assists and the same amount of turnovers. How many minutes is Desmond Bain playing per game? Minutes per game. Uh, let's see. Average, 34. 28. Okay. You don't think you're going to get more rebounds, more assists? 
you would also get more turnovers though. That's okay. When you're comparing assists, you have to compare turnovers. You do the assist to turnover ratio. That's how they compare people at every level. And so my guy's assist to turnover ratio is better. His defense, his rebounding is better per minute, and his uh, points per game is probably about the same. With no one else on his team. With better shooting though. I don't know. Shooting you can't write off is, Baylor on this. Shooting is easier when you have more talent around you because they take away attention off of you. So if he had more talent around him, his numbers would probably be up. If he was just having to catch and shoot, his numbers would be up. Yeah, Destin Bain's also the number one three-point shooter in the entire conference. Exactly. Of course have That's why I'm numbers. picking him. He's the number one in the entire conference. Thank you for proving my point. All right, you're, you're building a team. You're out on the playground right now. You have Desmond Bain and Jared Butler and you. Which one would you pick first overall? to play a game right now. Desmond Bain. He can shoot, he spreads the floor for me, and he plays defense. That's the part we're not talking about. Desmond Bain is one of the best defenders in the Big 12. Butler is not. I I, I would still go Butler. I, I like Butler. I like Baylor. I like Baylor too, but I think that it's just an overall talent. That team is a lot of talented pieces. It does. It does. And that's that's why his numbers get diminished. But his you have field so goal percentage talent. would go down, so I don't think it, the numbers matter as much. That's it. If his field goal percentage goes down, his so that means would probably that, go down too because he wouldn't have his talented shooters around him. I don't know. I, I so, think. I mean, if his two best stats go down with uh, the talent around him goes down, then... You're 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 playing you're pitting a one of one dimensional team versus a multi dimensional team. The team is going to affect the stats. It always does. I mean, they're they're three and one, so it's they're, they're not too bad, are they? They got throttled. They're three. And they one, got though. throttled by West Virginia. They're still three and one. Eighty one forty nine. How many points did Desmond Bain have against West Virginia? I don't know. Pull that up. Couldn't be more than 49 because that's how many the entire team scored. <laughs> all right, all right, let's move on. I think we've we've both come to the conclusion that we're not picking each other's guy there. That's Sh- fair. Shibway versus Doolittle. Right now, better player, Shibway. I, I, I kind of agree on this one. But do you want me to give the Doolittle argument? Just there. Oh, there's definitely a Doolittle argument. He's, he's playing phenomenally. He's scoring. He's rebounding at a unprecedented right right now in the Big 12. He's the only one in the top five in both. I still think Shibwe is the more physically dominant and better player. There's no athlete in the Big 12 conference like to Shibwe. There's no other athlete like him. I think he'd even give the Kansas bigs some fits. Yeah, I, he clearly did. Yeah, I know. It just I just don't see anyone out there being able to match his physicality and just I think that puts him far and away above Doolittle. I, I agree. And, and by, by no means is this saying Doolittle is bad. Yeah. Doolittle is a top 10 player in the Big 12 Conference right now. Shibway just, he has the, the X factor and the edge to put him over. So we obviously think Doolittle is good or else we wouldn't put him on here. He's fourth in the Big 12 in scoring. So, I mean, that's that's the one aspect of the route you could go is he's a decent rebounder. He's top five in um, rebounds per game. He's also top five in scoring. Um, but to Shibway's far and away the better rebounder and far away the better athlete. Yeah, and, and Chishibwe's 12.2 points per game aren't even anything to be scoffed at. He still leads West Virginia 3-1, and one, probably going to be a top 10 team in this coming week um, in scoring on their entire team. Um, and Culver and Chishibwe are leading the entire Big 12 in rebounds. So I, I think his you know, prowess 
and just physicality on the boards. Just it, it's better than Doolittle, but not by much. Yeah, and he's also got gravity that like draws players in. All right, moving on to our next segment will be Super Team Saturday after the break. What's up, guys? It's Luke from Broken Backboards. And if you're like me, you probably think it's really hard to start your own podcast, but thankfully, it's not with Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting website that will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a ton more. And you don't need any fancy equipment. You can record it right from your phone, and it's everything you need to make your podcast in one easy place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, Luke, we're back with Super Team Saturday. Yes, sir. We have all 10 teams in competition this Saturday, and it's going to be a good one, let me tell you. So explain the Super Team Saturday uh, feel. So Super Team Saturday is what we're going to be doing every Saturday since all 10 Big 12 teams play. Uh, We're going to be going a preview forward and pick our player of the game from each of the five games and to make a starting lineup. So it's going to be three guards, two bigs, and a coach of the week who we think is just going to be the standout player in each of the matchups. Absolutely. Our first game is OSU Baylor. And who is your Super Saturday team player? Yeah, first one, I'm going guard. I already talked about him. Jared Butler is going to control this game. I think Baylor's going to walk into Stillwater and just glide to a win. I think he's going to be a big reason for it. I got to say, I agree. Um, I, I, I brought up Iceman in the conversation. If OSU somehow does manage to kind of stay close in this one, it could be a good game. That It'd have to probably be a good game for him, controlling the ball for them. But I think Butler's the safe pick here. All right, moving on to Kansas versus Texas. Kansas, Texas, for me, I'm going guard again. I have uh, Marcus Garrett. He stepped up big, and if Dotson doesn't play this week, he's going to have to step up big again, um, going 15-5-5 and and only one turnover against OU. I think he has the, the ability to really be that difference maker and that replacement for Devon Dotson. Boy, I really like Garrett. He's That's a good pick. Um, he's, a, he's a glue guy. That dude brings that team together, in my opinion. But I got to go Azubuke. There's no one on Texas that can handle him. Um, If they're going to have a big game against Texas, I think that's where it comes from. Even if it's just his gravity bringing players in to uh, threaten them to get shooters open on the perimeter. Yep. All right. Third game, 1 o'clock action, West Virginia going into Manhattan. Who do you have winning this matchup, player of the game between the Mountaineers and the Wildcats? I don't see uh, a pick that is reasonable outside of Toshiboy. Um, I, I just think, as we talked about earlier in our outline, Doolittle versus Toshiboy, is that he's just too physical of a player that that makes him an effective player for any lineup. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you with this one. So I'm going for my first big in Oscar Shibway. Um He's definitely the difference maker for West Virginia, and he's going to be a difference maker in this one as well. Okay, TCU versus OU. You know, I've got my boy Bane. And then who who are you taking on this one? I'm going Doolittle. I think this is definitely by far the, the most competitive and the biggest toss-up. Boo. <laughs> uh, this is definitely the biggest toss-up this week. Uh, TCOU's going to be a big one uh, for the standings going forward and a big one to see uh, how how dominant these teams are going to be. Um, I, I think 
Doolittle's going to have his way on the boards. Kevin Samuel's going to be in there, but Doolittle and Manic are going to be able to to control that um, and score and rebound kind of at their will. I think he'll be a big one uh, that takes OU over the Horned Frogs this okay. week. I, I hear that argument. I mean, I just personally think this is our game of the week probably. I think both of these teams are really good as far as like a good matchup. I think it's it's a fun game. So, I mean, either way, that's uh, you can't go wrong with those picks. Next up, Iowa State versus TTU. This one's hard. This one's really hard. It, it's it's hands down Halliburton or Ramsey. You got to pick one or the other. Um, I have my last guard spot open. I'm going to go Ramsey. Um, I don't think Halliburton has been able to travel well on the road, uh, and I think he's going to have issues. Even though Texas Tech doesn't have great rim protection. Uh, they're great at switching, rotating, getting double teams down on the block and drawing charges. And I think that's something Halliburton really struggles against. Uh, and so I think Ramsey's going to be able to pull this one out for the Red Raiders. I think Halliburton is a good player, but I think that he struggles against elite defenses, which they're elite defenses for a reason. I think that that's why he struggled against Kansas with those big perimeter ath- athletes that they have. And I think uh, Texas Tech has the same things going for it. It's not, maybe not the rim protection that a Kansas will have, but the perimeter play is far and away probably the best perimeter defense in the conference outside of maybe Baylor. So I, I think it's got to be Ramsey here just because I don't see Iowa State's defense being enough to stop him. All right, so hit us with your rundown. Your five players, just a recap, who's on your team this week? It is Butler at my guard spot, Bain and Ramsey. The other two guard spots with Toshiwe and Azubuke down low. I like it. Mine's going to go Butler, Marcus Garrett, and Jemias Ramsey at the guards, and then Doolittle and Shibwe filling in the bigs. And then last coach of the week, um, this isn't saying who's going to win the best or anything like that. It's just who's going to have the most well-coaching performance. Um, it's got to be someone in a close game. I think that's when your coaching really stands out and makes a difference. Uh, so I think it's going to be Chris Beard this week. What do you think? Well, I went Chris Beard too just because I don't think Baylor-Oklahoma uh, State is going to be close. I like what uh, Drew has going on there. Um, I, I could have went Bill Self, but I don't think that's going to be a close game either. Uh, TCU, OU, we, I think we both think are going to be close games, but we're not entirely confident enough to say one team wins over the other because of their coaching. And so I think Beard's the safe choice in this matter. Yeah, I agree. I think Chris Beard definitely uh, is the one who's going to be able to to elevate his team the most in a close game situation this week. Okay, and last thing, uh, who do you have winning this week? Winning. So I have... It's going to be a pretty easy. I think we're going for another sweep this week. Baylor's going to beat Oklahoma State. Kansas is going to beat Texas. West Virginia is going to beat Kansas State. I have Oklahoma and Texas Tech winning at home. Okay, I have everything you have except for the Oklahoma. I'm going TCU over Oklahoma, 3-1 and one versus 2-2. Two and two. I think it's a good game. I obviously already prefaced that. It's my game to watch this week. But I've got TCU holding through with that sh- uh, three-point shooting that they have. Yeah, and you know, I think if you're if you're a Big Twelve basketball fan uh, and you're just wanting to look for the most competitive game this week, it's going to be TC Oklahoma followed by Texas Tech Iowa State. I think the rest one team is just so one sided um, that you're going to watch if you're a fan of that team. Um, 
But if you're looking for good games, it's going to be TCU Oklahoma, which ironically is the only game on ESPN Plus this week. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, we will be putting our score predictions on Twitter if you want to check that out and see. We keep up our record for the year uh, between our two analysts. And last but not least, we have mailbag questions for next week. If you want to at us on Twitter with the hashtag AskBig12 or leave a five-star review on Spotify or iTunes with a question attached, and we will get back to you on the next pod. Yeah, and we're very active on Twitter at TalkBig12Hoops. Follow us on there. Send us questions. We tweet during most of the games. Uh, so send us impressions, anything you want. Um, we'll be, be sure to respond to you on there. And if you think we're wrong on any of our predictions or our picks on players, add us. Tell us why we're wrong. Say we're bad and we should feel bad. All right, that's at, that's it for this week. This is your host, Colby Donnell and Luke Blackwell. Peace out. Peace. Peace.